It's time for the ESPN UP Coaches Show. Tanner Hoops with you Friday afternoon. Glad that you're with us as always. We get a chance to talk with local high schools in Marquette County, local coaches, and we get to know about them. We get to know about their teams, a special edition here in this week between Christmas and New Year's. Not every team has taken it off for the holidays. Get plenty of UP action going on in the hardwood, what have you. We're going to be talking to coaches from Marquette County Schools over the next hour. Glad that you're with us here on ESPN-UP, online with our app, which you can download from the Apple iStore or Google Play, wherever your favorite place is to get your apps. Don't forget that if you miss any part of the show, you can find it in its entirety in the on-demand section of that app. That can be found there along with Westwood Patriot Athletics. You'll be able to hear both the live broadcast and later the on-demand broadcast of tonight's game as the Patriots get set to take on the Hancock Bulldogs. That game tipping off at 7.15, pregame right around 7. That's here on ESPN-UP coming up this evening live from Ishpeming. You can also hear the sports pen on demand. Be sure to get the app. All kinds of cool content on there. You won't want to miss it. Well, we talked about the Westwood Patriots, and they're off to a great start this season. 6-0, and high expectations for them as they get set to take on Hancock tonight and look to go to 7-0 and as they start 20. So let's get into it right now with head girls basketball coach at Westwood, Kurt Corcoran. Kurt Corcoran joins me now, talking Westwood girls basketball. Coach, back in action as you get set to take on the Hancock Bulldogs. First and foremost, 6-0 and start to the season. Couldn't ask for much more. I know there's some stuff fundamentally that you want to clean up. Maybe it as free throw shooting, lowering turnovers, which you've been doing better the last couple of games. But tell me where you want to see improvement from your squad as you end 2018, get into 2019. Oh, where would we like to see improvement? Uh, I think we can improve improve in all all aspects of our, our of our game, um, especially the turnovers, like you had mentioned. Um, I think there was a point there where we were averaging seventeen turnovers um, and silly silly turnovers, um, things that are turnovers that are uncharacteristic of a of a good team. So um, you know, this over over the holiday break, it's been a little bit broken up. Um, with the holidays, obviously, um, trying to get in, trying to uh, just clean things up, trying to whether it whether it be offensively, defensively, or um, just uh, fundamentals as far as um, shooting go. Um, just kind of getting in and and a um, little less. You know, there's no school the girls got to worry about, no homework, no tests, things like that. It's a little bit more relaxed and. Um, you know, before Christmas, listen. We listen listen to Christmas music while the girls are shooting around and things like that. Um, but you know, going into going into the second half of the season here, I always I always people are like, it's not the second half of the season yet. It's, I always refer to the first before Christmas is the first half, and then after Christmas is the second half because of these longer breaks that we get. Um, but we'd like to um, we want we want to be scoring up in the sixties. We want to get the ball up the floor. Um, and teams are teams are, are ready for that. Um, trying to slow us down a little bit, um, but that's where we got to bring up our intensity on defense and uh, let our defense kind of create our, some of our offense. Coach, what do you like about your team here in the early going? What are some things that your team is doing well? You want to build on our balance. Our balance has been great this first this first half. Um, you know, we always talk about Maddie and Tessa, um, but the, you had. 
Um, KP, Carly Patron has been stepping up, having herself a couple of double-doubles. Um, Ellie and Sadiq have been playing great. Emily, Nelson, Megan, uh, Megan Johnson have had, had some quality minutes. I've done some really good things. And, um, and Jillian, um, Jillian having 17 points against that Ishpering, that, that Ishpering game. And, uh, just really seeing a, a lot of balance, a lot of quality minutes out of everybody. Well, coach, you said, before Christmas that you liked having this 10-day break between games. You last took the floor on the 18th against Gladstone. You liked it because it kept the girls focused. You didn't have to try to reboot after the holidays and a long break. Tell me about uh, how you've kept the team in focus and how you've prepared for Hancock. Yeah, well, it's been pretty easy because 10 days isn't really that long. Um, And like I mentioned, we... We try to spice things up a little bit, playing Christmas music over the speakers and um, just just having fun, uh, reminding them why we really are here in the first place, to have fun. Um, and then uh, with Hancock, who I don't believe, I mean, you have to go back in the records, but I don't think we've played a Hancock at maybe ever. Uh, maybe it was years ago we did, but um, I never played him as a player. I've never coached against them. Um, so, but we watched, we were able to watch their Kelly Met film, and they're real athletic. I don't know how tall they are, uh, but they're quick and athletic, and they like to pressure the ball all the way up the floor. They like to push the ball. Um, so we're gonna just have to, you know, I, I don't know, I don't know what kind of defenses they usually they're, they're used to seeing up in the Copper Country, um, but we're, we're gonna play, you know, real solid man-to-man defense and and try to make make everything difficult for them getting the ball up the floor. I know that they're a little bit shorthanded. They had one of their better players go down with knee surgery, but they've got a pretty good group, and they can get contributions, much like your team, up and down the bench. They get a lot of different players contributing with points. They they really are uh, a very quick and athletic team, and um, and so and it does it does worry me, and it also worries me having this ten day break. Is it do our, is our focus there, and um, you know what? How are we going to play on a on a, it's on a Friday? Right, but we're used to playing. Um, we're used to going to school and kind of having a routine on game days. And now tomorrow it's going to be a little bit different. And so we'll get the girls up in the morning and um, have a shoot around and just try to make it. Try to get them. We don't. What we don't want is we don't want them sleep until two o'clock in the afternoon and then coming to play in a basketball game. So um, I mean, there's nothing that we can do to simulate, um, you know, a school day, but. We'll we'll get them out of bed and make sure that uh, they knock all the all the rust off before we get into the gym tomorrow night. Coach, looking around the Westpac, are things starting to play out maybe how you thought they would? Anything that surprises you from Westpac, old mid pen teams, what have you? Uh, is there any surprises? No, not really. I mean, what the one thing that surprises me, and I think a surprise of a lot of people, is just um, you know West Iron. Um, Kind of going down early in the season, losing to Kelly and Matt, um, and then you know we beat them pretty, pretty solidly, uh, and then and then Ishpeming went and beat Kelly and Matt, and there's just been like I said, I I, I don't know if it's if it's uh, parity or if it is um, just a whole bunch of good teams out there, and you got some probably got some sleeper teams, but um, Nagani's tough, you know, and and they're they're. Uh, who knows who's who's better between us and Nagani? Um, I think I think it's a shame that we are both having these great seasons and we're meeting in the first round of the districts, and somebody's going to have to go home on that first 
night of the tournament, but um, no, no real big surprises. I, you know, even Houghton, everybody's kind of looking past Houghton now. Um, but I've, I've said it before: any team that's coached by uh, by Coach Philpis is going to be a good team down the stretch, and they're probably just, um, you know, they're improving over break. And what you find a lot of the times is that these teams that aren't that great in the beginning of the year, they've got a lot of room for improvement, and the teams that are a little bit better in the beginning, they tend not to get so much better. So you got all these teams in the bottom half who are catching these teams in the top half, and this is when we're going to start to start to see that is after this break and after these coaches got to, uh, you know, work for a couple weeks on on skill and drills and fundamentals, and um, these teams are just going to start playing a lot better. So, you know, is there any, any surprises? Uh, a little bit, but but it's pretty much what we expected. I'm glad you brought it up because you look at your upcoming schedule and you're really going to get tested and find out a lot about your team. You mentioned Calumet. You've got them coming up on the third, go up there. You're home with Houghton on the 11th. And between them, you've got Gladstone coming to town. You've already seen them, but they may be the best winless team in the Upper Peninsula. You're going to find out a lot about your squad. And I mean, all that's going to gear up for the Nagani matchup coming up. You'll have Gwynn, who's having a good season, Ishpeming, Marquette. I mean, you're really going to find out a lot about your team here in January and February. Yeah, and it's that's really no different than it has been every year. There's there's always great competition, always great games. And you look at our undefeated record right now, 6-0, and and you think, oh, gosh, well, it's, it's, it's pretty impressive, but... You, you just never know. We could we could end up going fourteen and six, um, and you just we we've got this we've got this target on our backs right now, and we're going to get everybody's best efforts night in and night out, and everybody's going to want to knock us off the throne here, and um, it's going to be tough. And that's what we that's one of our daily reminders to the girls is that we got to keep focused, and everybody's going to give us their best effort, and. Um, at the same time, we're going to have fun with it and enjoy it, and um, you know, remind them, guys, if you want to, you, you're an undefeated team. You got to practice like an undefeated team and play like an undefeated team, and um, you know, really, really own it and 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 bring your best effort every day. Has your team felt that kind of pressure that they are getting everybody shot here early on? Have they had any taste of that, or how are they handling it? If so. Uh, we really, I mean, uh, you know, Manistique played us tough and Gladstone, we got off to that slow start against Gladstone. So I think we're seeing it a little bit, but it's like, let's not get ahead of ourselves. It's not like we're 18 and 0 and trying to, trying to close a perfect season. I mean, it's, it's very early still and, um, still trying to find who we are, how, you know, what, what exactly is our identity other than Maddie and Tessa. Um, so yeah, I, I, we've we've seen a little bit of it, but we haven't seen anything like when when we face um, Ben Olson over at Gwynn. I mean, these, there's going to be a lot of coaches that are very well prepared for us, and they're going to have their girls hyped and and ready to take us down for our first or second or third or fourth losses. I mean, it doesn't. It, it's really hard to say. Coach Kirk Corcoran, head girls basketball coach at Westwood. Thanks as always, Coach. Appreciate you. Looking forward to catching up before the Hancock game. All right, thanks, Tanner. More after this on ESPN-UP. You don't just want your bank to be a place where you park your money. You want it to be your partner in putting your money to work for you. At MBank, we believe in the power of exceptional banking products and services delivered by friendly, experienced people. 
Community-focused, client-driven. That's our commitment to you. It's about supporting our communities. It's about empowering our clients to make sound financial decisions. It's about being your financial partner. Make the move to MBank today. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Dave's Collision in Ishpeming specializes in scratch and dent repair as well as other major collision repairs, including metalwork, painting, and collision-related mechanical work. Dave's uses quality Exalta paint to ensure a clean, shiny, color match finish. With over 26 years of experience, Dave, with the help of his qualified staff, has the knowledge to restore your vehicle to pre-accident condition. Make the right decision. Choose Dave's Collision. Call 485-1211. That's 485-1211. Welcome back to the ESPN UP Coaches Show. Time now to talk Nagani girls basketball with head coach Brandon Seger. Coach, 6-0 and start to the year for your squad. You get back to action on Friday against Manistique. Tell me what you like about your squad here early on. Um, you know, uh, they're starting to come together. Uh, we had a couple of rocky bumps here to start the season. But um, but all in all, I guess, uh, as we looked at, that, at game number six, things were... Um, Things really started to gel, and now we're going to try to take this break time and, and try to sharpen a few things up that we were lacking in that in those first six games. What are some things that you like about your team early on, and what are some of those things that you're lacking that you want to challenge them to improve on? Um, the, probably the biggest thing is they're very unselfish, and um, nobody cares who scores or when we score, which has basically resulted in uh, you know a lot of extra passes to get get good shots which is something in the past that we've struggled with at times um biggest thing we need to work on is boxing out and rebounding which has been um we've we've really lacked a lot and uh our schedule coming forward has some teams that that are going to capitalize on that if we don't if we don't work and uh improve on those parts of the game Hey, Coach, I'm looking ahead to your schedule. I mean, it's going to be no joke. You have a Manistique team that's really improved since last year coming to town on Friday. And after that, West Iron County, Gwynn, Ishpeming Westwood, uh, the Ishpeming Hematites, Iron Mountain, Gladstone. So you're really going to go through the ringer and see what your team is made out of, although you've got some pretty good wins early on. Tell me about what you expect going forward, what you're going to challenge your team to do. Um, You know, just really taking care of the basketball, doing the little things, and really um, sparking our offense with our defense, which has kind of been our staple for for quite a while in the program. So if we can if we can do little things, I think uh, we'll have ourselves in a, in a good position to hopefully win some games. But like you said, our schedule coming forward is going to be uh, going to be a good test. Um, we were tested a little bit early, uh, you know, with, with our Marquette game for sure. So. That gave us a good feel as to how we're going to perform in a, in a close, uh, you know, physical and competitive game. So, um, you know, like what I saw in that one, and um, even our practice mindset, uh, even coming into the break, even the day after Christmas, was, was really good. So, um, you know, we'll just continue pushing forward and working on uh, some things and, and get ready for this long haul. Well, Coach, your last game was the 20th. How have you spent the time in the interim as you gear up for Manistique on Friday? Um, you know, we, uh, we took a few days off around uh, the holidays, and um, we got back in yesterday, and um, we'll get back in again today, and um, we'll have our full squad back. We had some girls out of town and one with a concussion, so hopefully today we will have a full a full squad in the next couple of days, and they'll um, you know, spend a, a, a good amount of time really working on some things that we've been trying to work on once our season started and kind of get them ready to, to roll out at some games. 
Brandon, how deep are you able to go into your bench on a given night? And do you expect to have a full bench back, whether it be from injury, what have you, when you take the floor again against Manistique? Yeah, I'm. Uh, well, we have ten right now on our team, and um, you know I think we will get our our um, our tenth person back uh, off of injury by the time we take the floor Friday. And uh, you know we typically we go about eight deep right now um, consistently. Um, and then we've had some opportunities where we've been able to get everybody in and get them, get them all some really good minutes, which hopefully will um, you know benefit from that as we head down the stretch that people have, have had good game experience. How early do you start looking ahead to Manistique? Um, you know, uh, probably just a couple of days before. Um, we've got some things of ourselves that we need to take care of, so that's what we're focusing on. Probably through this week. I mean, we don't play them until next Friday, so even even into the middle of next week, we'll we'll work on some things. We've been working on fundamental things and kind of getting our post players, um, you know, to work on some specific things as well as breaking out the guards. So um, we'll start dialing in on Manistee probably next Wednesday or so, um, and then uh, you know get ready for that game Friday. How's the UP landscape looking this season? The mid pen. Uh teams competing in the Westpac for the first time. Is everything kind of working out the way you thought it would? Um, yeah, uh, I guess I wasn't really sure how it was going to work out, but there's been a really weird mix of teams beating teams and then losing the other teams and beating the others, and um, especially in the Westpac. I guess that was really the, the unknown. Um, so it's, it's hard to say. It, um, you really got to be ready every single night um, just, uh, just for, for what, what it's looked like so far um you know westwood obviously is um undefeated as well and uh, they're they're a strong team in the mid pen um i think gwen is a, another one who i think they're four and one or five and one um so it's 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 um it's good you know and then you bring in a gladstone team that um, they may not have won a game but they're another factor um you know with scrappy guard playing and a, you know six three go in the middle so it's um it's going to be a it's going to be a, an interesting next couple months to see how everything falls into place. As you gear up for Manistique and then a really tough stretch of the schedule from January extending into February, how do you start off practice next week? Um, you know, we'll start on Sunday uh, in preparation for um, for West Iron on Tuesday, and then um, you know, as a staff, we are we're typically ready a game or, or two ahead, so. Um, we don't roll any of that information out to the girls or even film um, until we're we're past that game. So we so we make sure that they focus one game at a time. So um, you know that's how we that's kind of how we address it with the team and uh, and how we practice. It's um, you know once it gets into this little juggernaut of schedule, it's it's pretty much a practice prep or a game prep um, practice game prep. It just kind of goes on and on. There's not a lot of time for for other things other than prepping for the next game each and every night. Well, Brandon, uh, tell me about the younger levels of your program, how they're progressing, maybe what you're seeing out of them. Um, you know, our JV team, uh, I think we, we had eight. We, um, we, had, we lost one and, and we moved a freshman up. And um, they're, uh, they're, they're competing really well. Um, I think they've lost one game for this season. And then we have pretty good numbers on our freshman team. And they were able to get about a 13-game schedule this year, which they, I think they've only played a couple games so far. Um, the heart of their schedule is kind of January, February. Um, so we've got good numbers and um, you know a great staff in those lower levels. So 
things are shaping up, and uh, and hopefully, uh, you know, that'll just continue on through. Our, our middle school numbers are really strong, so, uh, you know, looking forward to the future as well. But, um, but yeah, things look pretty strong. Brandon Sager, head girls basketball coach at Nagani. As always, appreciate the time, Coach. I look forward to talking again here soon. All right, thanks for having me, Dan. More after this on ESPN-UP. I'm Ken Farley from the Bjork and Zolke Funeral Home, and each year it's amazing to watch the student-athletes in our area schools compete at a really high level and juggle the demands of learning in the classroom, studying at home, hanging with friends, and for some, working a part-time job. They represent their schools and communities well, and if you see them on the street, let them know you appreciate their efforts. After all, they are the future leaders. We at the Bjork and Zolke Funeral Home are standing on the sidelines with great admiration for what you do. Join us in cheering in a positive way as we enjoy this high school sports season. The Marquette Big Boy presents the famous Slim Jim with a twist. The Turkey Club Slim Jim features slow-roasted turkey breast, bacon, and Swiss. The Italian Slim Jim features lean ham, pepperoni, and other Italian delights. The Veggie Slim Jim has red pepper hummus, feta cheese, mushrooms, cucumbers, pepper rings, spinach, and more. On the burger menu is a classic Big Boy, but also the Ohio Big Boy with signature Ohio burger sauce. The West Coast Big Boy with red relish and mayo. The barbecue bacon Big Boy and fully loaded Big Boy, U.S. 41 Marquette. Welcome back to the ESPN-UP Coaches Show. Time now to talk Ishpeming Hematite girls basketball with head coach Ryan Riekel. Coach, one and three start of the season, getting set to tip off 2019 on Thursday when you take on Hancock. Early on, I mean, the schedule's been tough. You have a good win over a really good Calumet team, and then your uh, schedule looking at it early on. That's no joke. Kingsford, Westwood, Calumet. And Nagani, tell me about how the early uh, portion has gone and maybe why that 1-3 and three record is deceiving. Uh, you know, for us, it gives us an opportunity to gauge where we want to be and where we are at this point of uh, the season. You know, we, we graduated our starting five last year, and uh, we wanted to see where we're at. And anytime you add uh, Westwood or Nagani on your schedule, it's always going to be tough no matter what kind of teams they have, uh, just because they're uh, pretty good programs and they, they always compete well. Uh, but, you know, kind of like how Michigan State has always done it, they're front-loaded in their schedule. They, uh, they compete really hard. Uh, they, they learn who they are, and by the time March comes along, they're, they're plugging at the right time and uh, peaking at the right uh, point in the season. So we're hoping that that's kind of the case for us. Uh, you know, we got a tough Hancock game coming up, and then we got a, a tough Gwynn team coming up, and uh, those are no slouch games either. Coach, that Calumet game, you really had to scrap and grind through to gut out that win, and Calumet's got a really good squad. What did you see out of your team? Because you mentioned your young graduating five starters last year. What did you see out of your young group and how they were able to handle that win like mature veterans? Uh, you know, they did, they did some really good things down the stretch. We made all of our free throws. I think we were 18 to 25. Uh, this team has JV, a JV squad, didn't shoot the free throw too well. Uh, but they're starting to understand the value on some of the little things of basketball, you know, picking up that big rebound, uh, making those free throws, uh, because we're going to need those in order to close out some games. And uh, having, I think we had three or four so- or three sophomores on the floor at that point in the game uh, to finish, and uh, we were able to pull out a victory. And I was pretty proud with uh, the way they uh, handled the run that Calumet did. Uh, they put a 1-3-1 trap on us, and uh, we turned it over quite a few times, but we were able to... I finally settled down a little bit and were able to pull out a victory. And uh, Calumet always brings that, that tough, crazy defense. And I was hoping it was going to 
roll over into the Nagani game because Nagani, I think, is one of the best defensive teams around. And uh, we were uh, we were stifled right away. And I think it has a combination to do with Nagani uh, being who Nagani is and then also the stage that we are playing on. It was a big game for a lot of young players. And uh, After watching film yesterday with the team, they realized that we beat ourselves quite a bit as uh, not just Nagani beating us. And, uh, we got back to the drawing board and had a really good practice. Ryan, when you look around the Upper Peninsula slate of basketball, the West Pack as a whole, anything surprise you early on? Anything that maybe catches your eye? Uh, no, you know, I was uh, I'm pretty happy with the way the NPCs represented themselves. Uh, I think besides Iona, who didn't have poor, uh, the West the NPC has won every game versus the West Pack teams. Uh, so that's kind of a nice thing to see uh, because our conference has always been so tough in the NPC. We we fight every year and uh, scratch just to get to the playoffs, and then when we get there, it's uh, it's good tournament time, and uh, all the teams are uh, battle-tested and ready to play basketball. Uh, but I think the Westpac is going to start getting used to us, uh, you know, because their non-conference schedules is tough for them with travel before to find uh, high-quality games, and I think it's only going to help the Westpac and uh, the future of these two conferences for girls' basketball. Ryan, tell me about your team. What's something you like here in the early going, and what's something you want to challenge your team to improve on in 2019? Uh, you know, they're not afraid of anything. Uh, they haven't been afraid to learn. Uh, usually young players, when you get to the film room, they take things personal. Uh, they've been able to put things, uh, the personal feelings aside uh, just on, when, you know, you're critiquing and trying to fix things and correct uh, mistakes. Uh, you know, they uh, they really want to learn. They want to get better at the game of basketball. And anytime you have that, you can go 0-20. If the kids come back every day for practice to get better, uh, you'll have a good time. Uh, they're a pretty tight-knit uh, group. Uh, defensively, I've been really happy with the way they've executed scouting reports. Uh, yeah, I know we've been, we got beat uh, handily a couple times, but they executed, and it was just a deficit we dug ourselves on the offensive end where we couldn't score. Uh, is why the other team was able to score more because we got to take more air, you know, fast possessions, quick shots in order to try to fight back. Uh, but, you know, this team, I asked them if they want to get a scrimmage over break, and today we have a scrimmage versus Burke, whoever who's undefeated, and you and Trail Creek who's undefeated. So this this group wants to, to face competition. They don't want to, uh, you know, have a slouch game, uh, which there isn't a lot of them in the UP, but they want to play basketball against the best, uh, and they want to be the best. So I can see them continuing trying to grow and get better and uh, keep trying to achieve that ceiling that uh, we've set up there, uh, which is a district championship, and that's what they want to do. Uh, so we're going to continue to challenge ourselves every day in practice, uh, adding extra scrimmages, and uh, bringing in former alumni to come practice with us. Well, you look at your strength of schedule, and it's hard to find a team in the UP or the state of Michigan, for that matter, that's got a tougher one than you early on. Does your team take that into consideration when you look at their record? Are they discouraged? Does that encourage them? How are they feeling about it? Uh, this is a motivated group. Uh, you know, at first, you know, I felt like I was trying to sell, uh, you know, our youth to them and everything like that, but uh, they want to compete and they want to win. They want to be the, the best team come the end of February and. Uh, they know that these games are, uh, you know, little road bumps and uh, pathways we got to take in order to uh, try to get a run in March. Uh, they haven't been discouraged. Uh, they've come back to practice the next day. The best practices have been after the two or two tougher losses, which is uh, Westwood and Nagani, and they, they want to be good. Uh, so when you want to be good and you're motivated that way, it's it's, it's fun to have uh, this tough a schedule and 
because the standard is set. I think uh, Westwood and Nagani and Gwyn are the standard, and they're all in our district. So we got to we got to try to achieve what they have going on locally. Talk with Ryan Rico, head girls basketball coach at Ishpeming. Coach, how long before you start looking ahead to Hancock? You got them coming up on Thursday. Uh, I already broke down two films on them. Uh, I was able to, you know, send someone up there and uh, watch them. Uh, anytime I get an opportunity just to sit down and watch film, if there's nothing going on, I'll, I'll break it down. Uh, you know, they're, they're down one of their better players right now. She had a knee surgery. Uh, but they're young. They're scrappy. They... I know they pressed against Calumet, and they kept the game up-tempo. Uh, they attempted to press against Nagani, and Nagani just outran them. Uh, so I'm hoping that is the case for us, that we can just their press isn't going to affect us because we want to run anyways. Uh, but, you know, anytime you first road game after the new break, uh, first you know first couple days back to school, I'm hoping that we're not going to have that holiday hangover that some of us have and uh, go up there and lay an egg uh, because I think it's a good opportunity for us to pull out a win against uh, their pretty young team as well. What kind of size do they have, if any? Does your team match up well with them? Yeah, I think uh, across the board they're not significantly bigger than us. Uh, you know, I, you probably talk to Coach Corcoran and stuff, and his team's pretty tiny too. And uh, if, you, if you develop a game plan and a way to defend it, uh, the post play doesn't matter as, as much as it should. Uh, and so we're going to, we design our defense to help, uh, protect our post girls, uh, from getting in foul trouble and limiting the touches that come in the paint. Uh, against Nagani, we allowed that, uh, the, the really solid freshman they have, Alyssa Hill, uh, to just camp in the paint and get layups. And, uh, after watching film yesterday, the girls understood why we preach, uh, what we do defensively because, uh, we were giving her some nice easy looks and, uh, she did a good job, uh, putting the ball in the basket against us. What's practice going to look like next week? I know you geared up with a few scrimmages this week. Is it going to be focused on Hancock specifically or anything that you want to adjust with your squad? Uh, two days out, we usually try to focus offensively, uh, You know, continue to uh, keep our shape, uh, keep our game legs, uh, compete a little bit two days before a game, and then uh, the day before a game is a lot of mental stuff. Uh, preparing for Hancock, uh, rules what we might do defensively, uh, our matchups, uh, defending inbounds plays and stuff like that. And then it's back to the grind, and then it's going to be two games a week until uh, the end of February. Coach, uh, last thing before I let you go, tell me about the younger levels of your program, what kind of seasons they're having, what you're seeing out of them. Uh, you know, uh, our numbers have uh, gone up quite a bit. We're having a youth camp right now uh, that runs two Saturdays each month. So if we get six total Saturdays through the basketball season, and we have uh, over 100 kids participating. So. The numbers have grown. Uh, it's actually up about 30 kids from the year before, uh, which I'm very happy with. Uh, you know, our, our middle school girls, uh, we got low numbers in our eighth grade because it's just a really, really small class. But our seventh grade girls uh, had to be forced to play uh, against the eighth grade, and they had a really good record this past season. Uh, and they're, they're always begging to get into the gym. So uh, we're doing whatever it takes to get these keep these younger kids motivated. Uh, we've eliminated some of the travel basketball stuff. Uh, just to keep them, uh, you know, more local and just trying to have fun at the game of basketball with open gyms and uh, basketball camps. Ryan Rinkle, head girls basketball coach at Ishpeming. As always, appreciate you being on here, Coach. All the best this season. Look forward to catching up soon. Take care, Tanner. All right, more after this coming up on ESPN-UP. 
Here at True North Federal Credit Union, we want to teach kids how to save responsibly right from the get-go. That's why we offer the Kirby Kangaroo Club to ages 0 through 12. The Kirby Kangaroo Club teaches kids how to save responsibly by offering them a punch for every $5 deposited into their account. They can then redeem those punches for fabulous prizes. We also offer the Claim Your Youth program to ages 13 through 17. The Claim Your Youth program teaches teens how to save responsibly by offering prizes for net deposits into their account. It's all available at True North Federal Credit Union. Member NCUA, Equal Housing Lender. Econo Foods is proud of its student-athletes that play for their schools and communities. They see their work ethic not only on the field of play, but also in their stores throughout the Upper Peninsula. The combination of academics, athletic skill, and a willingness to work hard makes them winners. Econo Foods salutes you. Sports and athletic competition bring out the best in our communities, and we want you to know we appreciate your efforts. Good luck this year to the Redmen and Redettes, the Miners, the Hematites, the Patriots, the Model Towners, the Hawks, the Mustangs, and all the parents and fans. Welcome back to the ESPN UP Coaches Show. Time now to talk Gwen Model Towner girls basketball with head coach Ben Olson. Coach, four and one start to the season for your squad as you get set for the new year as you get into 2019. You've got Munising still about a week away. Tell me how your team is spending the time in the interim. Uh, we haven't had any practices since last Friday, um, and that's probably a good thing. Uh, Tiana Taylor went down with an ankle in our last game. I got a couple girls dealing with some back issues, and uh, we still have Trish McGuire recovering from uh, the ACL. So we're using the downtime, I think, more or less to get healthy. Um, we got practice coming up here uh, Thursday, Friday, um, and then we have another off day, and then we're going Sunday. So um, I'm anxious to get back. I think some of the girls are anxious to get back. Um, I know they had an open gym on I can't remember what day. A couple days ago, uh, they got in there and got some shots up. So um, I think we're all ready to get back in the gym. Hopefully we're rested up. Hopefully some of them are healed. Hopefully some of them are getting stronger and uh, ready to go for the second half of the season. Well, Coach, I've talked to a few different coaches, and I've gotten quite a few different answers regarding whether they like playing games over break, how they balance those two weeks off if they choose to do that. What about you? you your last game was the 19th. You don't play again until January the 3rd. What do you look at this interim as? How do you balance it? I'd rather not have games. I'd rather – I'm kind of a practice coach. I like to get in there. I like to fix our issues, the things that we have have wrong. Um, Christmas fell on kind of a bad time as far as date-wise. Um, usually I give them like three, four days off. Uh, this, this year I gave them five days off. Um, but I, I use it more of a, a get-right thing, you know, we – we know that our offense is, is kind of clicking. We're averaging somewhere up in the in the high 50s um, to 60 points per game. So we know that our offense is is where it needs to be. But our defense, we're allowing too many points on the defensive side of the thing. So um, we're definitely going to get in there next few days and really work on defense, on stopping people, on being in proper positions for help. Um, so that you know, if we are scoring, I mean, 60 points, you know, should be more than more than enough to win in a girls basketball game. Um, and we've had some battles, you know. Um, we put up 59 on Houghton, but we allowed 54. You know, we put up 60 on Escanaba, but we allowed Escanaba to score 53. You know, so we want to get, you know, our opponents into the 40s while we're still up, you know, high 50s. So I think we're going to use the next few days, you know, next week or so to really shore up our defensive stuff and just keep shooting the basketball like we've been shooting it. Then how deep is your bench this season? How far are you able to go on a given night? Um, with Trish back, which she played half the game against Escanaba, we're eight deep. Um, so, you know, that's D1 
deeper than I've probably ever been. We won uh, the district title back in 2014 with six girls. So um, for me to have eight girls that can get out there and play and give us quality minutes, you know, that's something that I haven't really had. And to be honest, it's something that I've been been working on, on, you know, making sure that I get, you know, all those girls the quality minutes they deserve because I feel I have seven girls that could probably start out of the eight. So um, making sure that we get good rotations, making sure that, you know, we get girls out when they're tired. You know, and I told them this year, I said, there's there's no reason to, to save yourself, per se. I said, go hard when you're out there. If you need a break, you know, we have three girls sitting on the bench that are that are willing to get in and are able to get in. So I think that's helped us. Um, you know, I think the girls, when they're out there, they play extremely hard, knowing that when they are tired, you know, they can get a couple-minute break, you know, to get themselves back out on the floor. So um, it's a commodity that I haven't had in the past, and it's, you know, it's one that I ho- hope I get, I start getting used to. Well, Ben, your next game comes up on the third. You take on Munising. What do you know about them, or how early do you start preparing for them? Uh, I've been watching film on them. We scrimmaged them earlier in the year. Um, we didn't keep score, so I really don't know what the final outcome was. I know that they battled us really, really well. Um, they like to get out in transition. They like to run, um, which is part of our issue with our, our defense is we've been giving up a few transition baskets, not getting back in a timely fashion. So obviously that's something we got to shore up. And then we're not very big, and they got a. I think her name is Warner, Michaela Warner. If I'm, I don't want to be wrong, but um, I think the Warner girl is is a big. She's a six footer that um, we're going to have to be able to contend with and battle with. Um, we don't have, you know, a lot of post players like we have in the past. We're more of guards, so we're obviously going to have to figure out a way to uh, contain her on the block. Um, so we're going to have to be able to figure out, you know, the transition part of our defense in the next few days. And then we're going to have to figure out whether we want to front her, play behind her, where we're going to get our help from, all that kind of stuff in the next few days. Well, Ben, how about the ball control for your team? I know that was an issue in the season opener against Park River Harris, a game you lost by 10. Since then, you've controlled the ball much better, and you've won all those games. Tell me about the way your team has been handling the basketball. Uh, Really good. Um, I don't know what happened, you know, that first game of the year. Uh, in In our wins, we only have 12 turnovers. We average 12 turnovers a game, um, which is really, you know, we're trying to be under 15 as a team. Um, so 12 is, I mean, we played Iron Mountain, we had nine, which girls basketball to have nine turnovers in the game is you're doing something well. Um, the Bart River game, I think we had 32. Um, again, I would like to have a do-over on that one, but, there, you know, there's no reset button. It's just something you got to live with. Hopefully we learn from it, which I think we have. Um, and I, we should be handling the ball very well. I got, you know, three seniors and, and four juniors who have been through a lot of different battles, uh, been through a lot of different games, been a lot through a lot of different situations. So I don't know what happened that first game. I don't know if it was first game jitters. I don't know if it was really Bark Rivers press. Maybe their press is a lot, you know, maybe that's had a lot to do with us turning the basketball over. Um, but, yeah, there was a, I think it was a combination of a couple of different things, and we just weren't ready for the press. And we weren't very good with the basketball. And then that night, um, not to make excuses, but we didn't have school that day. And I would like to see our record on days where we don't have school and then you try to go and win a basketball game. So I think that also factored into it a little bit. The girls got out of their routine a little bit, you know, maybe slept in a little longer, weren't in class, you know, and then you got to get on a bus, travel to Bark River. And I think it was just a a perfect storm in, in a sense that night. So, Maybe we'll get a chance at them in districts. Um, I know they got, they're in the tougher half of the, bra- the bracket as far as that goes, but 
Um, that's one I think our girls wish they had back, and me as a coach, I think, wish we had back. Talk with Ben Olson, girls basketball coach at Gwynn. Coach, you were a little banged up for your first five games of the season. When you come back after New Year's, do you expect to have a full lineup? Um, we should be good as long as Tiana is back. I know the swelling is way down. I know she's been walking on it. Um, I think they gave her like a grade two ankle sprain, which can be anywhere between two and four weeks. So um, we're hoping to have her back. Munising, obviously, she's one of our post players that will help, you know, defend the Warner girl. Um, but if we're not, we'll we'll actually we'll, we'll have something in store for them to make sure that you know we do our best on on defending her. So. I'll find out more about Tiana today. I've been texting her on and off all break. Um, she seems to be in good spirits, seems to be um, getting better as far as playing shape, though. Obviously, well, I'll find out more in the next few days with, with her. But everyone else, uh, the back seemed to be figuring out. Brooke and Mallory had the back issues. They seemed to be you know, back healthy or at least somewhat healthy. And then Trish actually played, I want to say, like 20, 22 minutes against Escanaba. So... Mm. You know, we got her really good game time, and, and she played really, really well in the Escanaba game. So I think she's really, really close, if not being back. You know, she, she's going to be ready to go here second half of the season. Coach, before I let you go, give us a quick overview of some of the younger levels of your program, how they're progressing early on this season. Um, we do a Saturday morning program, much like Westwood Ishpeming. We kind of all started that together. Um, so I have first through eighth grade who kind of comes in um, every other Saturday. Um, so, you know, we're working on obviously the very basics of the stuff, ball handling, passing, dribbling, shooting. You know, we put on the, the smaller, the eight-foot rims for the younger girls so that they actually have success getting the basketball up and they see the ball going in, which uh, really develops their confidence when they, at a young age, when they start seeing the basketball go in the hoop, it just, you can see it in their eyes that they just, form this love for the game so that's helping um our middle school levels um our seventh grade numbers are down so we had to use the sixth grade to uh supplement so we could play you know the the middle school season so we had a combination of sixth and seventh for seventh grade and then our eighth grade numbers i think we're at about eight so um you know where i think we're very similar to where where other schools are as far as numbers go um we really got to work you know, as far as I'm concerned, we really have to work on our fundamentals from middle school, elementary on up, because I think we're lacking um, when it comes to other places. So I feel our girls are going to have to work a little bit harder um, to get their skills where they need to be if they want to be successful come uh, junior varsity, varsity levels. So um, I'll tell you what, though, that elementary level thing that we do, though, has really helped. You know, these are the group of girls that I kind of first started with now that are juniors and seniors. So you really see where they've developed and they've come along um and then we do a like an intramural thing and in, after the season in march where i take the second through sixth grade we divide them evenly amongst about four depending on how many numbers we have four to six teams and we just every tuesday and thursday we get in the gym and, they, and they're able to play games so we're trying to get rid of the travel basketball we're trying to do it all in house um and i think if you look at the squad that we have this year i think it's been working for the most part you know, very talented group, very fundamentally sound group, and uh, you just got to make sure that you, you get them working from really young up, and it's something that we've, I feel, been doing a very good job of. Ben Olson, girls basketball coach at Gwynn. Always appreciate you, Coach. Thanks for taking the time. All the best the rest of this season. Look forward to catching up again soon. Thanks for all you do, Tanner. Appreciate it. Eagle Mine is a proud supporter of local high school sports. 
At Eagle, safety is our number one priority for our employees and our community, and especially for our children. With school back in session, that means sharing the road with school buses. Be alert and ready to stop when you see a school bus when overhead lights or warning lights are flashing. Let's all do our part to protect our children by keeping them safe. This message is brought to you by Eagle Mine. Crystal clear trout streams, pristine forest, and a sky so blue it hurts the eyes. We make our home in the most beautiful part of Michigan. We're Embers Credit Union. We cherish the abundance of lakes, the sound of fresh snow underfoot, waves crashing on the shore, and the crackle of an evening campfire. We also cherish the dreams and aspirations of the people who give the UP its unique character. Embers Credit Union is dedicated to fueling the passions of our members and the communities we serve. We see a world of potential in our neighbors, and we're here to provide personalized guidance, solid financial advice, and solutions to get them to the next level. What's your passion? A new home, a better vehicle, or seeing America in an RV. Together, we'll get there. Straight talk banking that matches your way of life. Let's live it up. Embers Credit Union, offices of Marquette and Nagani, and embers.org. Member NCUA, an equal housing lender. Let's stick with Gwen basketball, but let's transition to the boys' side of things. We have head coach Jim Finkbeiner on headset with us. Coach, 3-3 three and three start to the season. Your team is, I don't know if there's a tougher, more gritty team than your guys. I know Forbes is playing when he's still dealing with a lingering football injury. We saw him go down in the Westwood game. Was really happy to see him get back up. Tucker, I know, still dealing with stuff. But, I mean, you've got a group of guys that are going to grit and battle, and they're not going to let themselves be taken off the court. Well, first thing is, uh, you know, I appreciate that. I appreciate you saying that because that's exactly, you know, what I think I do have. Um, you know, yeah, every team is, of course, dealing with injuries and, and, and some other things. And as the season goes on, you know, we talk about this all the time. Kids are going to get nicked up. There's going to be um, 20 game schedule, especially the schedule that, that kind of thing that we're playing is, is going to really beat you up at times. A lot of tough teams. You don't get a night off um, ever. So, um, I appreciate that the kids the kids work hard and and they, that's something that we've been working real hard you know in my third year to to get to that point where you know the kids like to play this hard they they love that challenge and and uh, the bigger thing is that they don't have any quit in them it doesn't matter who they're playing doesn't matter what the score is you know they're going to continue to fight and um, you know we're not perfect by any means um, but we're but we're continuing to you know, try to just get better uh, that work ethic that 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 hard work attitude on the floor that's going to pay dividends down the road for us so well coach looking at your three and three start of the season some wins over some pretty good teams Ishpeming you had to grit that one out Manistique they're an improved team from last year and then Munising a team that can really score the basketball and you beat them by nine you hold them below 60 tell me about what you guys have done right in the early going as you've already matched last year's win total well, I think the, the the right thing is, you know, we hit on the head. First of all, you know, our, our hard work is up. Uh, you know, that that's the biggest thing. Our defense, you know, um, I think the the biggest thing on defense is that that we're putting a little bit, we're able to put a little bit more pressure on the ball. We talk about winning one on one battles. Um, you know, we've talked about that for a long time, but right now we're in fact actually, you know, starting to win some of those one on one battles. And, you know, making guys, you know, on the other team, you know, we have some capabilities now to make their, their best scores really work hard. And even in losses, um, you know, our guys have, have really buckled down on that end of the floor. Um, you know, we had a tough game against Nagani, but, but we still didn't play bad defense. You know, we made 
Jason Waterman, you know, one of the better UP players, really work hard for his points. So, you know, you're not going to walk in and just score at will against us. At least that's what we're, you know, we're working towards. And I think we're getting there. You know, the the biggest thing for us is um, is finding ways to score sometimes. Um, you know, Westwood game is a good example. Uh, we we came out. And, you know, in that first quarter, and you know, it was a tough, hard-nosed game. But that second quarter, you know, we we really shot the ball well. Uh, James Harnett came in and, and hit some big shots, but some other guys hit some big shots, and that was a really good quarter for us. But then we go to the third quarter, and we couldn't throw it in the ocean. So that consistency, you know, shooting the basketball, um, you know, as well as you play defense, you still have to be able to score. And I thought, you know, in that Westwood game specifically, we had chances to, you know, kind of take over the game a little bit, take a little bit more control against them, and we just couldn't do it in that third quarter because we our inability to knock some shots down when we had opportunities. So I think, you know, the, the good thing is our defense is there. Our rebounding is pretty good. Um, you know, we don't let people run away from us. Um, so that's that's a good thing. Our consistency on the offensive end, you know, our execution has to continue to get better. Um, we just play too many good teams that really can execute for us not to. Talking with Jim Finkbeiner, head boys basketball coach at Gwynn. Coach, let's go back to your December 12th victory at Ishpeming, 52-50. to It's a good hematite team, and you had to grind that one out. You really had to dig deep and get that one. You're in your third year as head coach at Gwynn, a program that's traditionally struggled over the last few years, and you look back at maybe some of the teams in years past, whether it be uh, ones that you had or the previous coach, and you wonder if maybe a few years ago that would be a game that Gwen wouldn't have been able to grind out, but you're seeing the fruits of your labor transpire and progress. Was that a signature win of sorts for you, something where you can see that hard work and effort really pay off as you put your stamp on the program? Well, I think that's one of them. I think the Munising game for us, too. That Munising team is a really good team. They've got just about everybody back. I know they're missing two guards, but they had guys come in you know, from their JV team that just you know reloaded, basically. And you know, I think that game... That game, first of all, gave us a bunch of confidence. And then to go to Ishpeming um, and beat a really good Ishpeming team on their floor, you know, and, and we've got a pretty good rivalry going with them right now over the last several years. We've had some really good games. You know, some gone, a couple, one or two have gone our way, but most of them have gone Ishpeming's way lately. And so that game was, you know, on the road, um, a good crowd there for Ishpeming that was really loud, you know, and, and then making a really nice comeback late to get that opportunity to either try a tie or, or or win the game, that that was a good win for us because it, it showed a lot. You know, we got a lead, and, you know, we have to learn to play with the lead better than we did, but we also didn't give in. They, they made a good run at us, and yet we were still able to hold on and, and continue to do what we needed to do, play through adversity um, against a really good team. So that was a good win for us, and, you know, and, and it was on the road. You know, at winning at home, you always feel more comfortable at home and, and that type of thing, but when you're on the road, you you got to be, be able to play through some adversity. Um, and we, you know, like I said, we still have some things to learn, but that was a good win for us. Coach, when you look at some things that you want to improve on going into the second half of the season, you mentioned scoring, done a little bit of pressure defense. Is that one of the things you address to try and get your offense going? Is creating turnovers and getting offense from your defense? Yeah, I, I think you know, for us, that's what we, we've been working towards this year. We have, you know. The, the nice part, you know, about developing the kids right now is that we've got some athletes and we've got some little bit of speed, not necessarily a lot of size, but we got some good speed with our young kids, um, and they like to get after it. They really like to get after it. So that's definitely, you know, one of the things that, that we want to increase. And, and it doesn't always have to even be, you know, full-court pressure as much as it, even in the half-court. Don't make it easy on everybody. Make them, 
you know, have to take some tough shots for a change instead of, you know, being able to relax and, and, and set up and shoot the jumper. So um, definitely is one of the things that we need to continue to do um, until we continue, you know, can get just more consistent jump shooting. You know, there's times when, when we shoot the daylights out. There's been a couple of games here that we have just, you know, you know shot really, really well, especially from the three-point line. But then, you know, you can live and die on that. And uh, so that's that's tough to just rely on, on shooting the three all the time. So, yeah, we have to become a little bit better shooters. But, you know, one of the things that we can help ourselves with is put a little, apply a little pressure, you know, full court, half court, um, you know, maybe generate a few turnovers. But if nothing else, make make that other team have to work really hard for every shot they got. Uh, maybe they don't take some good shots. Maybe they miss a few more. So that makes it a little bit, you know, a little easier for us too. So, yeah, it's uh, definitely one of the things that is a nice uh a nice thing for a coach this year to have is that we got a few more bench players and we got some guys that are very athletic and, like I said, they like to get after it. So hopefully that'll uh, transition for us to a real good part of the game. Coach, what's the interim look like here as you get about two weeks off, but you're in the middle of that stretch right now. How do you keep the guys focused on basketball over the holiday break? Well, I think the first thing is uh, it, we gave them some time off. Um, you know, it's important for the kids to have time off. Uh during the season, that that does that kind of becomes a luxury. So, to get a few days off, to get away from the basketball floor, first of all, and you know, focus on their family. You know, family is real important. Holidays, you know, that's the time that most families get an opportunity to get together. So, that was the first thing. Just give them a little couple of days off here. Um, you know, let them kind of get recharged, refocus, and then it's about you know getting back in the gym. And you know, we I like to go back to just some fundamental stuff because once again, fundamentals are, are what's going to win you a basketball game. So. You know, we get in there, we'll get in the gym and start doing some more shooting, doing some of the basic stuff. Um, and as we get closer here um, to next week, then we'll start ramping up with Gladstone uh, coming in, you know, right off the bat, one, another one of these teams in UP that are just uh, have some tremendous players. So, you know, then we'll get back after it. But we give them a little bit of time off. Um, but once they get back in the gym, it's just about, you know, getting our focus. And, and like I said, starting with fundamentals for me is, is the big thing. Yeah, Gladstone will be your next opponent. You have them a week from today, and they boast one of the top players in the Upper Peninsula. How early do you start preparing for them? Well, we've we've already started preparing for them. I mean, you know, we've uh, we haven't had a lot of luck against Gladstone the last couple of years. Um, you know, due due to them, first of all, having a really nice team. Um, but Reese is a handful. I mean, he can score anywhere on the floor, and you know, even even another part of his game that I I don't think a lot of people talk about is, is how well he passes the ball. You know, he creates a lot of problems for people because he can score, and you know he can score from, like I said, anywhere on the floor. But him putting himself in positions to shoot the ball, you know, causing, you know, maybe you have to try to double team or you get some help, but he finds the open guy a lot of times, too. Um, he's, a, he's a nice passer, so he's got good size, so he can rebound. It. He's, a, he's a handful. He's a handful, and um, you put them with some some of the other guys they have on that team, and you can see why they're they're a good team. So, yeah, we, we've already started uh, preparing for him, you know, but no, the nice thing is we do have some time uh, for a change. We don't have one day to get ready for a team. So, uh, you know, we'll uh, we'll do the things we've got to do and, and try to try to just uh, – we can't mimic him in practice, actually, of course, but uh, we've already started trying to do some, you know, uh, early game prep for him. Yeah, Coach, you're going to be tested as far as your matchups. You're going to be seeing some size over the next few games. Gladstone twice, Houghton, Iron Mountain in there. How do you guys match up against opponents where uh, they'll have a size advantage? Well, you know, the the nice thing is that, 
you know, with Tucker um, inside, you know, he he is uh, he can handle anybody uh, size wise. I don't I don't worry about size or strength with Tucker. Um, he's handled guys bigger than him for the last couple of years, and as a senior, he's more than capable. But you know, we've got one other kid inside with Reed Hill. Um, he doesn't have tremendous height, but he's got he's got a lot of strength. Um, and he uses his body well. So we'll you know we'll have to count on those guys. But you know, bigger than that, you know, when you're countering heights like what Houghton has, definitely playing their zone. Uh, Iron Mountain's got size up and down their lineup. Is is just making sure that that we're not giving them a lot of space. You know, we have to be so much better at our execution against those kind of teams because you can't give them an inch. If you give them space, if you don't, if you're not in the right position, then they're going to take advantage of you with their size. So, yeah, that's the biggest thing for us is becoming. Uh, you know, I mentioned before is we have to become better at executing what we do um, on the offensive end and the defensive end, and you know, preparing for. You know, Gladstone twice, Iron Mountain, Houghton, that there's some big challenges coming our way. So, um, yeah, as much as we're talking about Gladstone, we we got to think down the road a little bit too because uh, we've got a tough schedule the next four or five months. Coach, last thing, tell me about the lower levels of your program from your JV on down. How is there, How are their seasons going so far? Uh, our JVs are also three and three. And, you know, considering that I took four um, sophomores up under the varsity team, you know, and you're, we're blending. We don't have a freshman program right now. We've just got the JV team at the high school level. So um, being 3-3 three and three and blending a bunch of freshmen in with a few um, sophomores that were still there, they've they've had a really nice season so far. They're they're kind of along the same line as us, not real big necessarily, but, but playing real well. Um, on the defensive end, giving them chances to stay in games. You know, in our in our middle school programs, we have good we have good uh, good numbers at both levels. Both the eighth grade and the seventh grade teams are full. Um, and you know, a lot of raw talent. Guys need to still get in the gym and, and do some more work. But um, our, you know, my coaches are doing a great job with them. You know, teaching them um, what we do. You know, what our system is, and they truly are are believing in it. And you know, the biggest thing is that, that they love being in the gym. They're in those in that gym with the kids just as much as we are. And uh, yeah, we're we're I, I like where we're going right now. Um, like I said, we have real good consistency with coaches. We're not having turnover and. Uh, and we're all we're all on the same page, so that that's just going to do uh, pay a lot of dividends, I think, down the road. Coach, as always, appreciate you being on and taking the time. All the best this season. Look forward to catching up soon. All right. Well, thanks a lot, Tanner. Have a happy New Year. My thanks once again to all of our area coaches for coming on headset with me, taking the time to talk about their squads. That's it for us. Our hour is up. As always, appreciate you tuning in to the Friday Coaches Show as we get caught up with all of our area coaches and we get to know a little bit better about their teams. Join us next week, same time, same place, 3 and 5 here in the Eastern Time Zone, right here on ESPN-UP and online with our app. Signing off from ESPN-UP, WZAM, Mishpaming Marquette, I'm Tanner Hoops. Thanks for listening.